It's the Gita Interviews, the premier global IT solution podcast, where we talk to the CEOs and business leaders who are growing their companies through global partnerships. I'm your host, Emery Giosits, the executive director of the Global IT Alliance. Hello and welcome to the GITA podcast. I'm very excited for our guest today. Jamal Khan is the Chief Growth and Innovation Officer from Connection. And he's joining us today from Weston, Connecticut, not unfortunately the beautiful state of New Hampshire where Connection's headquartered, but we fully understand. Hi, Jamal, how are you? Hey, Emery, good to uh, always meet up with you and great to be here. Absolutely, absolutely good to see you as well. So exciting times across our industry, exciting times across Connection, I know. You've been with Connection six years now. Can you kind of touch on the evolution that you've seen since you joined Connection and some of the innovations that have come across? Well, that's an excellent question. And I know you've been at Connection perhaps even longer than I have. So you, you kind of understand the, the underlying culture within Connection. It's a constantly evolving culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now a 40-year-old company and it's certainly gone through those cycles that we often encounter in uh, in IT. And so of late, the last six years, the cycle's primarily been driven by uh, a lot of innovation and changes with respect to cloud, with respect to data, and, and its overall impact on the products that we we sell for our clients. So we've, we've, in the last six years, seen an immense investment shift. It's a cultural rethink. It's a, it's a rethink around the velocity of the business. It's also sort of perhaps in some respects looking at a more expansive view on on the risks that we take that we mm-hmm. perhaps historically did not. So that I know is is not a, a clear exacting answer, but I think one thing that we can unequivocally express is that we're now a more data driven company uh, and more deliberative in terms of defining and building our strategy over the long run. So those are some of the few things that we've done, but certainly significant impact on the changing landscape around tech uh, and that manifests within connection both in terms of a change of culture, but also very data-driven business and its downstream impact on how we market, how we outreach our clients. And so those are some of the things that that I've seen certainly uh, take foot within connection the last six years. Absolutely. And, and, you know, not an easy task for a 40-year-old company, especially with the level of tenure you have and and the great people within the organization. It's hard to believe that it has been 40 years, but that's that's certainly not an easy task to kind of direct that ship in a, in a more innovative way. So I'm happy to hear that. So of course, like every CEO I talk to and, and C-level executive within our industry, there's been the COVID challenge. And, and I'd love to hear how you guys uh, headquartered there in New Hampshire with uh, a lot of employees coming into the office every day. How has that affected your business? What changes did you have to implement when COVID hit and continues today? Yeah, so that's that's an excellent question, and and I think we've done a lot of self reflection, a lot of thinking over the course of the last two two plus years. Um, and the COVID challenge was not sort of a ubiquitous singular challenge, right? It manifested in so many different ways. You know, first there was that immediate concern and challenge with respect to every employee's safety and health concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, that was almost you know the the, the genesis of, of this overall process. It certainly followed through in terms of how do we maintain an organizational structure that's productive, uh, that still works in unison. You know, today, two and a half years later, uh, that challenge manifests in how do we sustain culture, right? Mm-hmm. So as with a distributed workforce, uh, that's a pretty significant challenge as well. And certainly as you're bringing in new employees, 
you know, having them within that office environment gives us the ability to drive our, our, our great culture, which is becoming a challenge for all organizations. Additionally, the manifestation of supply chain challenges, mm-hmm. right? So that certainly hit our industry and uh, you know, all of our JITA members as well, which are the constraints around products uh, that are staple to our industry. And so sort of aligning our operational uh, structure to, to take into account those shifts and challenges, which can mean something as simple as make, maybe taking uh, additional inventory uh, of products, uh, maybe working with clients to establish a restocking strategy. So all of that fleshed itself out over the course of the last two years. But again, I think the good thing with connection that our data journey and our sort of digital journey had begun prior to the COVID challenge. So I think all it did was it, in some respects amplified uh, our execution strategy on how do we make ourselves a more nimble, higher velocity organization that's more data driven. And, and we're still down that journey. I, I don't want to sort of make the assumption here that we've we've reached some sort of panacea in that mm-hmm. space. I think it's a constant iterative cultural shift that I think the, the COVID challenge just, uh, just sped up for us. For sure. Um, for sure. And I know how, how strong the culture within Connection is. I think, you know, the longest tenure of employees in our industry tends to be with Connection. Folks, when they're there, don't leave there. So you're exactly right to maintain that culture. Uh, certainly was a challenge. Were there any strategies that emerged from what you had to deal with in COVID that you see have been implemented as long-term strategies that will never go away and, and things like that? How are you seeing the, the future? Future when it comes to what you had to do to adjust to the COVID sitch. Yeah, so I, I think Emery's having worked there yourself, um, you know, in some respects, uh, you know, the, the, and I'm going to say this with immense respect, there's often that, and tenor is a double-edged sword, right? So tenor also gives you some level of inertia that comes with it, which is like, sure. it's been working perfectly fine. Why shall we change? Right, right. I think that mindset has shifted within connection where we're becoming a more nimble, more open to change sort of an organization. So I think one thing that, that certainly is going to be with us post-COVID is just uh, our approach to a flexible workforce. I think it's um, something Tim and I often discuss which is, you know, the future is all about, you know, a war on, on acquiring human resource assets. So how do you mm-hmm. attract the best talent? How do you retain the best talent? And how is that talent not geographically aligned? I think, um, you know, in, in large measure, Connections Genesis has been as a New England company. And so now our, our scope and view is far global, far more global. We have offshore teams that do a lot of our work. We have onshore teams that are distributed around North America or particularly around the U.S., so I think that level of mindset and flexibility that's that was critically important during the pandemic years uh, is something that will that will continue post uh, post the pandemic period as well. Yeah, and, and you're exactly right. Having been there for as long as I was, it certainly is a credit to what you're trying to do because, you know, 10 years ago, I would have never expected this conversation about connection. So, you know, that movement forward is, is impressive. How are you seeing 2022 play out? I know that you have several service offerings that customers thrive on. Can you touch on a couple of those for me and how you see the rest of the year playing out for connection? Yeah, so 22 is an execution on the overall strategy that our CEO, Tim McGrath, has defined for the business. And there are three components to it. Uh, One is around workplace transformation, right? How do we enable, and again, an offset 
or a, a result of the overall pandemic challenge is workforces are now more distributed. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more flexible. Their, their product categories and product sets are, are pretty diverse. Um, and there are lots of new, interesting technologies, both from productivity measurement, but also just giving them that flexibility of being able to work from anywhere. Uh, that brings in cybersecurity concerns and, and other things as well. So sure. workplace, tra- workplace transformation, what it represents is a critical area for us in 22, and I think we'll continue to 23 as well. The second element, which is almost analogous to workplace transformation, is supply chain optimization. Sure. And I think that's a perfect example of, in some measure, why we're a member of, uh, of JITA and, and why JITA is such, such an important um, uh, you know, consortium or partner alliance for us, is the ability for us to get the products for our customers globally at, on time, on spec, and within the price points that they ought to uh, get there. So supply chain optimization dovetails really natively into workplace transformation needs for our clients. And and the third sort of leg to the stool, which is our strategy in 22 and perhaps even into 23, is is cloud and and data center transformation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in some measure, I'm sure all our members are, are perhaps concerned about the uh, impending slowdown from an economic perspective. And though we're not seeing that um, necessarily, we, we often, we, we certainly see that the, the, the data center world, cloud world, the application world will, will increase in investment as perhaps we're seeing some level of tempering on, on the end user compute side. So those are the three legs to the stool and 22 is, is all about executing against those three legs to the stool. And so I'm super excited in being able to sort of help the organization in, you know, driving some of those areas. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think there's a component, you know, you touched on this when it comes to what we're hearing about the economy over the next 18 months and, and a potential slowdown. I think where our industry has been somewhat protected is that we're still playing catch up with a lot mm-hmm. of supply chain and a lot of the the overall pipelines for organizations and supporting them. So we're somewhat insulated from what could be coming down the pike. At least I don't want to jinx us by saying that, but if you look at it, you know, all of our partners are having some of the best years they've ever had. We had them last year and now we're seeing them again this year. So it's very positive to have that outlook when supply chain has forced us to continually play catch up. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and I think that's spot on. Our, our backlogs are immense. So there's certainly a lot of that that pent-up demand that needs to flesh through the, uh, the process. And I think that those sort of tailwinds have certainly propelled us um, through, by the way, the COVID years, certainly Q1, and you know, connection did phenomenal in Q1. Right. Um, and, and so I, I do see, you know, that that sort of overall, you know, tailwind, tailwind sort of continue to provide us some momentum. But, uh, but I think we also need to be conservative in our assessment and adjust accordingly for what the future constraints and considerations are going to be. And I think uh, we're well positioned uh, in taking advantage of some of those constraints. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, with the the forty year history of connection and and like we talked about the the tenure, most of your account managers, regardless of the vertical that they support, have global customers. And and so I'm really curious to hear how you see the global landscape and how it pertains to connections focus around their customers' needs. Yeah, and you're absolutely aware of, of our strategy on that space as you helped define that in large measure as well. So, you know, from a global perspective, in, in large measure, you know, Connection has thousands of customers. And, and from that perspective, we have 
you know, hundreds, if not thousands of what would be classified as a global customer. Mm -hmm. And usually our sort of rule of thumb is if you've got a presence in five countries, I mean, anybody who's got a presence outside of the U.S. is certainly global. But, you know, our sort of five rules are, you know, five countries, you know, five OEMs, a minimum of five million spend. That sort of generally defines for us what we would consider a global customer. Uh, But their needs in terms of how they procure IT assets are quite diverse. In in some cases, they're really transactional and opportunistic needs, which is I I have an immediate need for a certain set of products uh, in certain geographies for around certain projects that are time sensitive. How will you enable me to, to get those assets? And that requires a level of transactional triage management that we provide through our price desk effort that's integrated with JIRA Alliance as well. And then there's the more strategic sort of downstream, you know, more strategic supply chain, global supply chain mm-hmm. uh, constraints, where I need to build a global supply chain that's sustainable, that's long-term, that has a consistent quality of service. And that's where we bring in sort of the JIRA global serve partnership, mm-hmm. which is now you've got a systemic approach, you're building out catalogs, you're really building out a global supply chain, and you're trying to bring some level of consistency in that global supply chain, which you know is always a challenge because Absolutely. every geography is so distinct and different. Different. So, so our sort of belief is that we are ideally positioned with Ajita Alliance as well as our global serve model uh, to bring to market for our global clients a broad spectrum of of global solutions around their supply chain and, and be able to deliver the value that they're looking for. Absolutely. And, and you know, wouldn't it be nice if they all behave the same way? But obviously, every customer, you know, regardless of where headquarters is, regardless, you know, a software strategy, a hardware strategy, a services strategy, all bleeding into one another and our ability and your ability in particular with connection with the luxury of having GlobalServe and Jita as part of uh, the solution it's really uh, you know, unique to the industry because we can literally say to a customer, how do you want to do this? How do you want to do the services globally? How do you want to do your hardware and software procurement? And we know with the breadth and depth of both solutions that we can accommodate basically everything they throw at us. And that's very unique. And I know that the manufacturers are starting to see this and pay attention to it as well, because traditionally they've stumbled at times with trying to serve that global customer when that's not their business, right? Their business is R&D and continually innovating. Our business is making sure those customers are taken care of. So I I definitely think Connection's uniquely equipped to handle uh, the global customer. If I can expand on just one aspect of what you express, which is just the you know, the OEMs and, and their focus on, on our, our, our go-to-market strategies around global supply chain management, uh, we're now having to even manage direct models as well. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's something that, not, not that I find ironic, but it's something that is, is uplifting certainly for us, mm-hmm. uh, where, where the direct model itself, which was historically very parochial within the OEMs, right. OEMs are coming to us and saying, well, we need a triage management or we need some overlay that helps support this direct model. Because first and foremost, few customers are just direct across the board. There's always a hybrid component uh, where there's some indirect uh, and some direct, but even the direct models, our model, which is the global sub model, along with Jita, uh, does provide supporting both models. Um, and so that's something that's really uplifting and exciting for us uh, as we enable our OEM partners, both in a direct strategy as well as an indirect strategy, 
to to work effectively for those global accounts. I could, you know, you're exactly right. It is an exciting, and it, it I could not agree more. It, it's really interesting to have a conversation with an OEM rep who almost breathes a sigh of relief that wow, there is a solution. I don't have to do this. So it, it yes. really is an impact, and I'm enjoying those conversations as well. So so that's that's great. You know, Jamal, you've been in the industry a while. You've seen a lot of change in the industry. That's not an age reference, just merely uh, wisdom. I'm going to go with. Um, but when you look at it, if you look at your career holistically, is there one particular or a couple that milestones that you're most proud of? You know, that's, that's a, that's a question that requires a level of self-reflection and, <laughs> uh, and, and usually something that you expect others to, to stress rather than, than yourself personally. If anything, I, I, you know, I would say is that within the, the career that I've, had one, I've, I've built really enduring relationships. I've, I've always been lucky to find great mentors. I, you know, and trust me, I mean, I, I prescribe that to, to luck uh, because I often have conversations with other senior execs and I'm often referencing the people that have crossed my path uh, over um, my, my, my career, whether this was at VeriSign, whether this was at Instanet, when I was working on Wall Street, whether this was certainly a connection, whether this was when I was running the global server organization, and I had just these great board members who become, you know, these immense mentors that I learned from. So that I think has been a highlight in my career, uh, purely a basis of luck. Uh, and the other thing I think is, is you know, I, I feel that wherever I've worked, uh, whichever organization I've been part of, when I have decided that it's time to move on, I've always left that organization in a better place than I was right. uh, when I first joined. So I, I think those are, um, you know, things that I often reflect on. Good, good. No, that that's great. So um, I think, is it five children you have? Yes. Yes. So we share that. Although I think my youngest is is still younger than yours. Um, so so my my question for you that has nothing really to do with business, which is a nice respite every now and then, is you you've got the five kids. You're out of COVID. Everyone's feeling confident they could travel again. Where are you going? Where are you going as a family? Where are you looking <laughs> forward to? What's next? <laughs> Right. So, you know, so we've started, we've started opening up. We, we're now, but we're still a very careful family. We'll, we'll still don on masks. And I, I find it ironic when I'm traveling through airports and, and how, how few masks are out there, but you know, we're, we're, it's amazing. Right. So, but you know, we, we've done some short travels to Europe. I had my kids over at Europe. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing a, you know, probably a trip to LA uh, relatively soon. Um, you know, a trip to Chicago as well. That's nice. where my in-laws are. So it's just now reconnecting with family. Uh, the Europe trip had to do with uh, with uh, my nephew was getting married. So it's now trying to reconnect with family before we make it into a you know personal vacation enjoyment thing right. more so. No, right. for sure, for sure. That's encouraging. Well, great, Jamal. I really appreciate you joining me today. I look forward to our collaboration now and as always in the future. And I appreciate you and have a great afternoon. Thank you, Amy. Always good to speak with you. Thank you. Same here. Take care. That's Take care. the Gita interview for today. Please check out www.gita.com for more information. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Gita interviews. To find out more about the Global IT Alliance, please visit www.gita.com or follow us for more great interviews.